Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. Yo, yo, we are back with Steve Weinberg for part two of uh, the first episode that we did uh, last show. Uh, we brought on Steve, who's my first cousin. So it was a lot of fun to, to have you on the interview, man. Thanks for coming back for round two. Yeah, great to be back. I really enjoyed the first conversation. Um, yeah, and just to give, you know. just for in case guys haven't yeah. watched that one um, or listened to that one, we spoke about some really amazing time-saving strategies. Steve's an expert on planning, um, saving time. I was implementing a lot of the stuff that you told me about just since last week. In terms really? Of scheduling. Yeah, scheduling my week out in advance was great. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, some of the stuff you shared was... Uh, very powerful. So if you haven't heard that interview, make sure you listen. And this week, we're going to pick up where we left off. And that is about learning languages. Four languages you speak now? English, German, well, Hebrew? hopefully English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hebrew and German, I'm pretty much fluent, um, especially German. I teach German at a university, so hopefully I'm pretty good at German. No, I'm German. I'm excellent in German. Uh, Hebrew, I'm also very good, but not as much in an academic way, but definitely like talking on the street with people, you know, texting, all that stuff, watching TV shows. German is my PhD, so I have to be able to like read, uh, you know, 18th century well, the, literature the thing and that, stuff. So the thing that always harder. pisses me yeah. off is you come to visit me in Kiev yeah. like once every few months or, you know, I see you once every few months. And even though I'm learning Russian like every day and I'm here in the culture uh, surrounded by people speaking, well, Russian and Ukrainian, you're somehow always further along than me, which <laughs> makes me absolutely think Yeah, wait till uh, you see me next time. <laughs> so here I am slaving away just like a total loser trying to learn a new language. I suck at languages or that's a story I tell myself anyways. So obviously there's a lot that I'm doing wrong in my approach and mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who can relate. You've obviously successfully learned three languages and you're working on a fourth. Did, have you found that each successive language is much easier to learn once you kind of get the, the hang of what you need to do to learn? I'm sure that's a yes. Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, let me say that like everything that I am going to explain and also what I explained last time is from my own like trial and error so with languages I also did everything the wrong way and also with time saving I also like used to waste tons of time on you know Facebook and stuff like that so everything I learned is yeah it's something you get better at with time how to learn or how to spend your time so all of the mistakes I see you and other people making with languages is stuff that I used to make. And now I can just sort of jump over all the initial uh, obstacles and hurdles and um, learn at a much faster rate. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I was never really interested in learning languages. Uh, obviously as an English speaker, you can go almost anywhere in the world and yeah, a lot of people will speak English. Uh, 
you know, living in Eastern Europe and in Kiev, less people speak English than other places that I visited. Living here obviously makes it a challenge if you don't know it. Most of the young people speak English really well, but when dealing with local stuff, like, you know, trying to find a, someone to, to do like fluff and fold laundry or trying to find someone to, you know, uh, make a copy of a key, like these oh, sort yeah. of day-to-day tasks are really difficult when you don't speak the language because most of the people that are trying to help you out, even grocery shopping, very few people speak English and it, it can be obviously a challenge, but most, most of all, I kind of just felt like an idiot for not knowing any and I wanted to have respect for the culture for learning the language. And I figured, mm-hmm. yeah, like, why not? Obviously, it, from a dating standpoint, it's, it's nice to be able to have a base of some way to communicate. Um, and it's, it's been fun. I've actually enjoyed learning Russian versus yeah. I remember growing up trying to learn Spanish in, in middle school and high school. I, I just hated it. I, I saw no reason to learn it, really. Um, and I think that's maybe the big difference is I had a bad experience as a kid trying to learn a language just because I was forced to learn it. Whereas now it's much more enjoyable because there's a obvious benefit of it. There's so many things I want to say to that. I don't know where to start, but like- I was going to ask, what, what do you yeah. think is the biggest mistake people make? First of all, people don't learn the right way or they think that to learn a language would require like it's too much work. It's not worth, they don't have the time to put in to get to where they need to be. So they might as well not learn at all, right? Yeah. So I think that when you start to see results uh, very quickly, you're more encouraged to keep learning and to go farther. So um, that's probably why like, just for Americans, you know, why they don't learn languages in new countries because they're already uh, doing fine, good enough with English. So why bother learning the native language? And that is a curse, really a curse for, for Americans and English speakers because you miss so much um, of the experience, of the culture. You're really like left in the dark, really. And the amazing thing is that you don't need, you can just learn like some words and some phrases and that'll take you so far just with a very small amount. Mm. So the, the biggest mistake people make is that they don't, um, they don't, learn the right words actually we're actually pretty boring as a as a species we say the same shit like over and over and over again the same words the same sentences and those are the word the phrases that you need to know but if you pick up a beginner if you take a beginner course you know or if you go on um in, in a textbook or especially in classroom they teach you all these words that you'll never use. Like um, colors and animal names. Yeah. I mean, this like <laughs> drives me nuts when I see people learning this way. Um, it's really, uh, it's like they put all this time in and then, uh, then they go out, they're all excited to speak the language and none of the words that they've been learning are the words that people actually use, you know? Mm-hmm. And it would be so simple. Really, if you just learn like 500 words, which really you could do in a month or two, if you really sit with flashcards, you know, a great tip, uh, which actually my brother told me, um, Jordan, is that you can go through your text messages on your phone and everything you're writing in English, you can, I think you were there for that. You can just change to, and that's such a great tip. 
you know? Um, Make flashcards of those. Yeah. And like, how really, you so rarely ever have to use the word colors in your life, in your, in your, in your daily life. It's very rare. Same with animals and rooms in the house. That's the trick. One of the words you're going to need. That's, so that's first, so what I've heard from some, a few different schools of thought are to first learn vocabulary. Yeah. Then, well, first, first learn pronunciation, especially in a language that, because if you can't hear correctly, then you can't speak correctly and you won't, it'll just all sound mumbled together. Like when I first came to Kiev and I heard people speaking in Ukrainian and Russian, it just sounded like, I couldn't of course, pick out yeah. the individual words. So I learned, I um, created some flashcards or downloaded a flashcard deck that taught me pronunciation. And now if I hear what people are saying, I can, I, I can repeat what they're actually saying and pick out the words and I learned how to pronounce things. So I think that's the first thing that most, most people say is learn pronunciation first so you can hear, because if you can't hear, you can't do anything. Then learn vocab, then well, learn To me, voc vocab and pronunciation are the same. Like you have to learn the words as, they, as though they would be spoken. You yeah, that's I mean? true. Like, I mean, I did learn a bunch of words while I was learning the pronunciation. They were just specific words to teach different sounds. My issue with that is it's a little bit too abstract to just get started. You're kind of just starting. I, I would prefer you definitely, if you're going to do that, you have to combine it with, with actual words, something more tangible. Don't just start with no, sounds. They were, they were words. Sorry. They, yeah. they are words. They're just specific oh. words that have different sounds that to be able to recognize. Yeah. Like Anyways, a lot of, not to dwell on that. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of classes also start by learning the alphabet. And that is another huge mistake because yeah. to learn the alphabet, you know, A to Z, it actually takes some time and really you don't need individual letters very much. And often they don't even reflect the actual sounds being used. So I say better just dive right into the language and just start speaking, like get out there, you know, just start using it, breaking your teeth as they say in Hebrew. What about use it, use the language. You can't what just about learn the apps? a book. The, the, so, the, again, the mainstream like, apps, Duolingo, I, I'm Rosetta Stone. I'm excited to talk uh, to you because <laughs> so much of this relates to the last, our last conversation. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that to learn a language, just like to be successful, you have to get away from your devices or get off your phone. Um, so, and then well, also... We can talk about this later maybe, but like, it's something you have to work on diligently every day, learning a language. It's a compound effect. Small amount of time every day and you see vast changes over time. Um, regarding the apps, you know, how many, this is a question I ask myself, how many like great memories do you have? Something that happened while you were on your phone that you can remember, you know? Pretty much that time you spend on your phone in terms of your memory, you have very, you never really dream, have dreams about being on your phone. You don't really look back at a time you're on your phone. So there's something that when you're on the phone, it's like the, the information is not being um, stored in your mind as well as if you're out in the world experiencing things, right? So there's something about the phone that like, doesn't trigger the mind 
to uh, retain the material. Um, phones also have, like there's just a lot of distractions when you're on the phone because you might get a message. Um, the screen is small. I much prefer using for flashcards, like making your own flashcards, you know, going through them out of on, on, on paper. Um, yeah, our minds, like we remember experiences and the phone is not an experience. Having said that, I think that if you're using it like for audio content, like listening to something while you're walking, listening to a basic conversation, using YouTube to watch like videos, those kinds of things are very helpful. But the actual apps, like I'm very much against Duolingo and I've never tried Rosetta Stone, but I think it's the same premise, right? I think you're it sucks on... more than Duolingo. Oh, really? Yeah. And I hear so many people and like, I'm not, I hope, I really hope this doesn't sound like snobby or whatever, but people say, I'm learning a language, I'm using Duolingo. And I'm just like, you're never going to learn that way, you know? Like these apps are fool's gold because they create this promise of like, yeah, if you do this app, you know, you get these prizes and things like that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some, I think you can pick up a little bit, but I, I totally agree with you that you're going to retain way more information by not being on your phone and having real conversations or I've learned way more just going into a restaurant and fumbling around oh, yeah. phrases and talking to, you know, people in everyday life. That's where it really matters and also when you make a mistake and people correct you you're going to remember that more because you're going to feel embarrassed like i have so many uh memories from when i remembered learning certain words in various languages and like the experience just stuck with me because it was like a shopkeeper was yelling at me or you know something like that yeah um, so going back just so we're giving really tangible advice here. There's so much yes. awesome stuff you have to give. So people are starting, they need to learn words. How do they, which words do they pick? They, they go through their phone, they learn those, you know, they, they can make flashcards of the stuff they typically say. Mm -hmm. um, are there other word lists or how do you know which ones to pick or which ones not to, which are a waste? I mean, I think the text message is a good rule of thumb. I mean, it's like, um, you know, I'm teaching my parents, my parents Hebrew at the moment. Sometimes, you know, I'll be home and we'll be in the kitchen and they'll say things to me in English. And I'll say, you know, t say that in Hebrew. Because again, it's the same sentence over and over again. Where are you going? What time are you leaving? You know, do you want coffee? How was your day? How did you sleep? So if you just become more mindful of the words that you're using, these boring phrases that we're just constantly saying, you know, write those down, make note of it. If you can find somebody that you can text in, an, in another culture, like making plans with somebody. So I have a friend who's from, actually from Kiev, and he's in, actually you met him, this guy, Tim, great guy. Yeah. And he's actually in New York. So we're making plans to hang out on Sunday. I don't know uh, much Russian yet. He speaks Russian, of course. So I'm writing him in Russian, like, do you want to meet on Sunday? Do you want to meet at this time? And I'm going on Google Translate and like looking up the phrases. And if I were really, you know, if I really wanted to learn, I would write everything down on cards. And then I would spend, you know, when I'm having my coffee every morning, I would go through them. Russian, I can't devote too much time to because I have to worry about German and Hebrew and also French. But. Um, so someone who's really busy and they don't have a lot of yeah. time and they want to learn yeah. a language. 
how would you recommend a best utilizer time and study in a way that's not painfully boring? Because one thing that's fun about the apps is they do have those little rewards and you get, you know, past check marks. I would recommend an app. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, that's fool's gold. So it's very simple. I'll just tell you what I've been doing with Russian because I've had to really put Russian as like a low priority, but I still want to learn. Every morning I have routine. That's another thing we didn't talk about last time is routine, like doing the same thing at the same time every day. And then when you don't do it, you feel like something's uh, missing. So first I have this course called um, ear pods, Russian ear pods or earworms, earworms. They have it for all languages. And when, I'm, when I get up in the morning, I put it on and it's like, I mean, it's just an English speaker talking to a, a native speaker in that language. And they are repeating each other with music in the background. So it's a nice way to start the morning. And if you do that, the first time you listen to it, you won't really under remember the words, but if you just keep doing it every morning, after a few months, it'll start to stick. Um, yeah, you remember the stupid little jingles and... Yeah, that's what it's geared <laughs> for. And the best right. thing is it doesn't, doesn't take up any of your time because you have to get ready in the morning anyway. Like instead of brushing your teeth and just like staring at yourself in the mirror or in the shower, you know, you're just learning a language and it literally takes up none of your time. Um, Are you consciously focusing on it? Because I find when I do that, I tune out a lot of the time and just completely miss everything. The best thing you should do for that, I agree with that, is you should um, try to quiz yourself as it's going on. Like if the native speaker says, uh, or if the English speaker says, you know, good morning, and then try to mimic what the native speaker would say. Like kind of to give yourself engaged, a quiz. obviously, yeah. And what also I did was I made uh, flashcards with all the phrases from the, from the course. And I learned those on my own. And that I like to like look at flashcards also just when I'm walking somewhere. Like mm -hmm. if I have a 30 minute walk, you can easily walk and do flashcards. Um, and again, you're not losing any time because you have to walk anyway. And then the act um, of writing the flashcards out makes a big difference too. I've it found. helps. It helps. Yeah. But really the only way you can learn words is you have to sit, you have to not necessarily sit, you can walk, but you have to make mistakes and then correct yourself. Like, how do you say this? How do you say uh, check in, in Russian is uh, uh, shot, yeah? Shot, yeah. Shot. So like the first time someone says to you, check means shot, you'll just forget it immediately. But if you go through your flashcards, after three or four times of getting it wrong, you'll remember. Mm -hmm. And if you really have trouble with it, you give yourself a, a mnemonic device. Like sh uh, shot uh, after my shot of, of whiskey, I need a shot, you know, mm -hmm. check. Yeah. And then you'll remember. Uh, the next great way to start, if you don't have a lot of time, is this innovative uh, language uh, app, which I also recommended to you. Uh, I've been using that. Yep. And they have these absolute beginner lessons. It's really, uh, it's again a conversation, and the format of it is great. That app is called Russian Pod One Hundred and One, and it's yeah, it's by Innovative. But do they have that for other languages too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And make sure you do the absolute beginner lessons. And what I found, I do that when I'm driving to work, I put those on. And I found that again, like you have to always learn as much as you can learn actively. So these are 
you're much like more likely to remember when you're engaging with it, you're making mistakes, not when you're just sitting back and listening. It's true with any kind of learning, you know? Sure. You will retain much more information if you learn with multiple senses and not just listening to it. So like when I go through the lessons now, at the end of the lesson, if I have a few minutes, I'll quiz myself on what was in the lesson. Like maybe they, maybe the one character said, I want to go to the park. It's relaxing there. And they talked about in the lesson how to say that. But if I don't try myself to say it on my own, like taking the training wheels off, then I won't, I'll, it'll take me much longer to remember it. When would yeah. you recommend getting a, a teacher or a tutor? Because funny story, when I first came and wanted to learn the language before really doing anything, even, even before apps, I said, oh, I'll just get a, a Russian teacher because it's cheap to get a Russian teacher here. You can get one for 10, 15 bucks an hour, much okay. cheaper than in the U.S., yeah. Uh, so I hired this, this lady who is a recommendation from a friend. And I think I did four hour long sessions and it was just the most painful, embarrassing, pathetic, pathetic showing on my I, part. I could tell she was just so miserable teaching this total retard. That that's not good. <laughs> but she's, no, no. First of all, I believe that there's no, well, I feel uncomfortable just hearing that story because <laughs> I just can't even, I'm picturing you with this like old, like Russian, like what, like Dabushka can you say, or Babushka? Babushka. Yeah. And I'm just like, it was so funny. It's just made for like a sitcom or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but actually, first of all, I think that there, I, to some extent, I believe that there's no bad students, only bad teachers. Mm -hmm. The duty is on her to make it interesting and fun for you. And so there's so many bad language teachers, man, like in schools, you know, uni universities, it's just, it's a travesty. It's just, people don't know how to teach the language and how to make it interesting and fun. Yeah. All right. I can blame it on her then. <laughs> but I think that like getting a teacher, uh, get a good teacher, you know? Yeah. But you could also just find like a language partner. I uh, feel like, uh, I mean, before you said what you just said, the view I had of that situation was it would have probably been better if I had a bit more of a base before hiring a tutor, but maybe that's wrong. How, when, when did you start working with other people? We also, in general, we have this idea that like we need a teacher whenever we want to learn something. It's like, if we, if, if we have a health problem, it's like, well, I'll listen to what my doctor says. And we kind of put the responsibility on someone else to do what, so there's no replacement for like sitting, like kind of doing your homework, right? Like kind of. Yeah. And I admit I wasn't like, doing my homework because I hated okay. it. And, and of course she would show up and be like, do you remember conjugations? No. So we'd just be doing the same thing over and over, which, which sucked. But you know, it, when I picked up the book, she told me to read and started going through it and learned how to read. That sort of I helped. think, so I teach now my students, I think what I'm able to give them that I couldn't give myself when I started, first of all, I can immediately like give them these how to learn a tip. I mean, how to learn a language tips. I can teach them learning how to learn a language is, is probably more important than actually learning the language, if that makes sense. 
So like yeah. a teacher can, should be able to advise you like, like I'm doing now, where to focus your energy. What's, how does your mind work? How does the mind work in terms of learning a language? That's very valuable for a teacher to do. Um, accent correction is extremely valuable. That's something that you really need a teacher for. I'm constantly correcting my students, even though, you know, they're wonderful students, but yeah, that's something that is very hard to learn on your own. I think, um, teachers will also, it's kind of like having a personal trainer, like it gives you motivation to stay on task, give you, they push you more than you would push yourself, you know, uh, sure. preferably. So if you have a teacher like that, then you should, if you have the time for it, you should do that at from right, right away. Like, I wish I had time for a Russian uh, teacher, but I just, you know, I have to prioritize, but, um, and like, again, if you have a teacher, hopefully you're speaking with them in the native language. If they're speaking to you in English, then they're not a good teacher. You know, if they're teaching you Russian largely with English, um, or whatever language you're learning. And that is great practice too, because you get to, uh, to practice speaking. Um, so you need to, to learn a language, you need to work all the different muscle groups of your, of your mind, speaking, writing, reading, listening. Like the reason that we, it's not like we were born able to speak English so well, it's because we've had English, experienced English in every shape and size in our lives, you know? We went to summer camp, we went out to like thousands of dinners with weight, you know, ordering and we've heard every accent, every, you know, so I say that native speakers, you're like, uh, it's like how Beethoven is playing uh, piano. It's like, they can just, he can just go up they and down the, the piano. Reps. Yeah. Yeah. The We're like master native. Yeah. So, but mm -hmm. it's like learning an instrument. So yeah, you just gotta. Um, now a lot of people think yeah. there's this myth that children can learn languages better than adults. What do you say to that? Um, so children, their minds are more flexible. It's just like how they, how we evolve when we're younger, our minds are wired to take in new information very quickly and like absorb it. And the older you get, the more hardened your brain becomes because it's kind of like now if we hear a foreign language, our mind tells us, don't pay attention to that. It's just gibberish. You know, there's nothing valuable in that. So, um, wait, so children uh, have that advantage. As adults, we have an advantage. We're better at strategizing how to learn a language. So mm -hmm. we can really use our time and resources wisely in a way that children cannot. Um, it's, it's a myth also that, you know, a lot of parents will want so I guess what I want to say also is that it's exaggerated the difference between kids and adults. We're much more similar than um, people, people say. So um, children also need to learn the language uh, actively, just like we do. So if you take a child that's eight years old and you want them to learn French, 
and you give them like a French nanny and it talks to the French nanny for, you know, half an hour, a few times a week. And the nanny keeps going back to English and stuff like that. It's not gonna, it's not gonna stick. If you put the kid in France for a year, he'll be native, native French speaker. Cause it's, he's doing it every day. He has to, he has to use it. He has to use it like to get what he wants, right? English is not an option. Um, it's forced into it. How long would you say it take, well, how long did it take you to learn Hebrew and German, or at least to a point where you were fluent? It's, it's really hard to define fluency, of course, because obviously yeah. there's different levels, but maybe, you know, like a, a seven or an eight year old or even a six year old, right? Like how old are you when you can have really normal basic conversations and understand 90% of what everyone's saying? What are you like six, five? No, I think you're younger. I think you're four, probably. Four? Yeah. So to get to like a, a four-year-old level, you can do that. Um, I honestly think it corresponds. Six a year? I, um, I would say hmm, if you're there, if you're living there and like you're only speaking the native language and you're studying every day, I would say between a year and a year and two years, one to two years. If right. you're, so there's hope. I have but six months left. But you have, but honestly, like, are you doing what you need to do? Because it's so easy to break into English. Like if you look something up, you know, if I want to look up something online, I try to do it in the native language now. Do you? I'm yeah. I could be much more serious about it. I'm constantly asking sure. myself, can I be doing this in the, if I'm texting somebody, like if I'm looking up a recipe, I'll watch a YouTube recipe in the native language. You have to, okay, so another thing is you have to like get over the certain hurdle where there's a certain point where you're just gonna suck and you're not gonna, you can't look up stuff online because you just don't know enough. So you have to have this like suck period for like, you know, three to six months. And then once you get, it's again, the compound effect, right? You're putting a penny down every day, you're poor. And then one day you have like a million dollars, but you have to be poor for a while. Yeah. But once you get to that point where you have some money to spend, you know, uh, uh, metaphorically speaking, you, you need to do everything you can to, to use the language. Like I do yoga in Hebrew, you know, yoga videos in Hebrew. I do meditations in German, like maybe, if you're going to meditate, I'll guide a meditation. Try to do it in Russian. Mm -hmm. If you get once you get to that level, and if anyone speaks to you in English, you know you say, uh, "Yarad, uh, Yarad, Gavarit Poruski," <laughs> something like that. Are you going to edit that out? Oh man, Gavarit <laughs> Poruski. You say, "Speak to me in Russian," or "I'm happy to speak with you in Russian." It comes down to you how fast you want to learn the language. That makes sense. So a yeah. asking how much time is a misleading question because it's kind of like asking, you know, how long, it's like asking a couple, like how long have you guys been dating? Well, you could be dating someone for three months, but if you're seeing them every day, that could be a very, you know, deep relationship. But if you can be dating someone for three years and you only see them once a month. So right. it's not really the right question. Good point. Yeah.
So what else do, do we have to know about learning languages? What did you not tell us that's important? Uh, I feel like I got out most of it. I think because we're native English speakers, it makes it so tempting to just always do things in English. Like let's say you and I, you know, I would be happy to speak, have a whole conversation with you in Russian for 15 minutes to practice. Yeah. But it, I feel like it'd be hard for us to do that because we would be tempted to just go to English. Yeah, so it takes it's a, more convenient because obviously we a, couldn't communicate very well. So, and we don't speak that often anyways. So, but, you know, we wouldn't want to waste the time fumbling around. However, yeah. when we were together in, you know, for the family reunion recently, we, we did that car ride where we just listened to Russian stuff and practice, which is great. Do things that you enjoy. If you can find a way to make the language learning um, something that you also enjoy, that's, that's, that's also great. So if there's like a, a song you want to learn, like uh, learn the words, uh, what the words mean. Um, if you, maybe there's a book you want to read, a poem. Um, you recommended listening to songs with captions on YouTube. Yes, it's a that was one. good practice. Uh, I've I've gone as far as written down lyrics to songs that are catchy wow. that I want to sing along to, which is a lot that's of fun. Awesome, man. And that, that's, that's a that, that's a real hit with the ladies, you know. When like a really popular song comes on, you can sing the chorus, and you don't speak any Russian, but you like nail the chorus. They're always like, "Whoa, how do you know that?" Yeah, it's like, "Well, I just wrote it down and practiced it." Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it makes you really connect with people if you know their language, especially I think people expect Americans to just only speak English. So I would say that, um, yeah, music is always great. Music is a great way to kind of, it's a great memory tool. But again, you have to actually work, you have to learn the words. You can't just put it on the background or then you just won't learn anything. Yeah, so YouTube is your best friend for language learning. And what you need to do is like, again, integrate it as much as you can into your day. You have to learn on the go because most people don't have time to just sit and at their desk and study. Yeah. Uh, so get, a, get, get, get AirPods or headphones, get a YouTube subscription so you can listen without ads and then just repeat repetition, repetition, like just listen to the same conversations over and over, slow it down. And on YouTube, you can slow conversation. You can slow it down 75%. Oh, another big thing. Do not worry about grammar. Like, it doesn't matter if you say, I, okay, let's say English example. I, uh, he go to the store. He go. Okay, obviously that doesn't, that's incorrect. But don't, we know that. We know what you mean. But you know what you mean. So when you're first starting, just learn. Don't you're, you need to just know learn what you need to to learn to interact in the world. And then you'll learn all the grammar, and that stuff will come later. And you can correct yourself over time. But don't if you try to learn too much grammar early on, then you'll just get frustrated, and you won't be able to use it. You're not using your resources wisely. Well, that was one of the things that actually frustrated me about the uh, absolute beginner series in that Russian pod because I've been going through that and they're really heavy on the grammar once you get past. Oh yeah, it. See, I and, ignore the grammar. I ignore the grammar sections. 
Oh, I mean, thanks for telling kind, me. They're kind of useful. Wasting. <laughs> yeah. Now, the best part about those apps, just go through the con the conversations are great because they're conversations people actually have and words they actually use. And then there's a tool where you can do the dialogue track. And just the line by line, yeah. Okay. Repeat it and just keep listening. Because I to try it. to remember the grammar rules and it's like, oh, no, no chance. No, it just you don't really need the grammar. Me off. You don't. Yeah. You don't okay. need the grammar. Yeah. Sorry about that. I should have told yeah. you. <laughs> it's such an art learning learning a language is such an art it's like you have to be so fine-tuned to doing it the right way or you get you get sidetracked you know and frustrated and want to quit that's uh I feel like, yeah i get so I feel frustrated like, uh yeah you have to be patient you know definitely be patient mm -hmm. um we live in a world now with the internet so like you can live your whole life as if you're in another country just go on the russian wikipedia you know or whatever mm -hmm. uh you're not limited to i'm, I'm trying to give advice do you to think when you might not live in russia yeah do you think when ai comes out and you know they have the ability to basically i mean now you can speak into your phone and it'll translate pretty pretty close to perfectly and spit out russian or spit out spanish or whatever you're trying to speak in yeah yeah uh, what do you think the la the future of intelligence will have on language learning or just the need to, some people think that there will be like no point to learn languages in the future because it'll just, you'll just have like translators you could just totally hack the whole system with. I know that's a tough question, but. Because um, I've had, the reason I ask is I've question. actually had this thought like, oh, why bother? In five years, I'll probably have it solved. I mean, look, to a certain extent, and, have, and just to, to lead that, I obviously know that the, the main answer is because A, it's if you actually learn it, there's that huge satisfaction that comes from learning it, accomplishing something hard and but you realizing can do that, that you else. could do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I have a, a special one for language just because I feel like a failure at it forever. Um, and I think a oh, lot of just... Americans have this yeah. and they judge themselves comparing to people from Europe or something, but people from Europe, they kind of have to learn other languages because, you know, you're in a smaller country, there's four different languages spoken, maybe in the country surrounding you, and they put a huge value on learning languages at a young age, whereas in the US, you've got Canada, they speak English, you know, a huge ocean on each side, and below is Mexico, and you're not doing tons of business with Mexico, so obviously I learned Spanish growing up, but it just wasn't, it, it wasn't a priority, and I think in Europe, especially, it's a priority for most people growing up. So almost everyone's bilingual, trilingual, but most Americans are, are not, obviously. Yeah, it's a huge problem with our education system and our just ideology, like superpower ideology. I think that a lot of people will, I feel really bad for people that uh, say, like, I'm not good at learning languages, you know, and they just say, they go from that statement to like, I'm not going to learn. And it's uh, not true. Like it's just, anyone can learn a language. It's just like learning it the right way. You learned, people that you learned are, English. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had one of your friends in Kiev was like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to spend the time to learn uh, Russian. You know, I don't, I don't want to spend time learning words. And I was like, well, you just learned my name. You know, that's a new word. <laughs> Which Egyptian <laughs> said that? 
can I say on the air? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll edit it out. Depending Israeli on who guy. It is. The one who uh, had oh. for Passover. The tall one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great guy. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, like, it's the same thing. I have a few Israeli ones. I'm trying to remember who. Yeah, okay. I mean, people. He listens like, to this sometimes, so I'm not going to edit that out. He knows who he is. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, it's actually the same as, like, someone tells you their name at a party and you forget it. That's, like, how you learn languages like you forget it first you keep you see them enough times and you then it's like you'll never forget their name i i make the yeah. uh point whenever i learn a, someone's name i try to write it in fire on their forehead like i spell it out usually allows wow. me to remember it every time yeah i brand you with steve <laughs> I, what i do is i like to um talk about what their name means and it, wow it's funny because it's actually very applicable to learning languages if someone says like, oh, my name's uh, Diana, I'll be like, oh, like uh, you probably like Princess Diana or something like that. Or like the, <laughs> like the. <laughs> Hopefully you're not, not the, saying that. <laughs> or You could say, well, hopefully from a dating perspective, you wouldn't be saying it, but you could say, oh, how often do assholes say, oh, like Princess Diana, then you could do it. <laughs> okay, new example. <laughs> uh, it's basically, I try to, or if their name's Sarah, I'll say like, oh, like, you know, from the, it's a biblical character, Sarah, whatever I need to do to remember their name. Yeah, okay. Princess Diana, I don't really do. I don't need uh, anyone named, named Diana anyway. <laughs> Who's named Diana? I know one uh, Diana, and I call her, or it's Diana, and I call her, well, Princess Diana, and uh, that kind of stuck, and everyone calls her Princess Diana. That's cute. So, um, like, basically, the... The point is that that will allow you to remember their name if you have a conversation about their name. But it's the same thing with learning a language. If you actually like engage with the word, you'll remember it. But if someone just says, oh, this means this, you'll forget it immediately. And if you see Diana every day, you're not going to forget her name. You know, That's mm -hmm. a great analogy, I think. So anyone who says, I'm bad at learning languages, it's like they're basically saying, my brain like doesn't work you know <laughs> <laughs> my like... brain's stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no excuses did you find it was how would you compare israel to germany to russia in terms of dating and knowing language versus not knowing language because you've experienced all of those with and without to some degree um i think in russia it's you know, in Germany, it's almost like unnecessary because they speak English so well there. And they're just like, yeah, if anything, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it really scored me many points, but I knew okay. German. <laughs> <laughs> it scores me a lot yeah. of points when I know Russian here. Oh, totally. Well, first, that's just German girls in general, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I tell them I'm doing my PhD in German literature. They, like, don't give a shit, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just like... Cool story, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think if, yeah. if a if a German girl I was on a date with in the U.S. told me she was doing her Ph.D. in English, I probably wouldn't give a shit either. Yeah, but yeah. for her, it's like a big deal. Right. But I think if you told a Russian girl you're doing it in Russian literature, they would be pretty impressed. Yeah. Russian girl, I think it's just like reflects the attitude. Like they're just more welcoming, more enthusiastic about new people i don't know in russia mm -hmm. i conclude ukraine and russia i just think they're more a little more starstruck if you know russian because less people know. try to learn it 
Well, they're just more starstruck by foreign Westerners in general, and less pe people try to learn it. And in you do Israel, get massive credit for for putting in the effort. Um, it's almost like a slap in the face a bit if you go to someone's country and you don't bother to learn it at all. It's kind of a big fuck you, in a sense. Whereas when you do put in the effort and you're showing that you're interested in the culture and learning the language, it's it's a sign of respect, I think. So to to go to a country and not learn it at all and just be like a big swinging American dick or whatever. I know English. I don't need to learn this language. Everyone speaks English. Um, sound, I think sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a very uh it didn't work out too badly for you no but i've been learning American russian dick. yeah for like the last six no, months since the beginning i've been learning oh okay yeah but you were didn't work out for that didn't work out for that other guy we were mentioning <laughs> that's who i was that's who i thought you were laughing at anyways I didn't know oh. the joke was on me. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that what you were for, like, initially in Kiev? Just, like, English, like, American dude, just... Well, yeah, because I didn't know anything. Um, so, oh, obviously, man. that, you know, that, that was part of it, but... Um, oh, I'm saying now you're learning, but, but at first... I was learning at first, too. I just wasn't quite as diligent about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, my buddy told me specifically, like, don't waste your time learning this. And I was like, yeah, I still kind of want to. I feel like after watching this, if I knew nothing about languages, I'd be in a much better position. I've definitely learned quite a bit, even though I've talked to you about this stuff before. But it's been good to to rehash it and remember, you know, make flashcards of the shit that you write out in text. You'll use that the most. Engage all your senses when it comes to learning. Uh, mm -hmm. Find a way to integrate it with your everyday life. Yes. Uh, don't be a schmuck. You got to practice all the time. You got to take the time to, you know, if you're going to text someone that speaks the language you're trying to learn, you might as well text them in that language. Use Google Translate. Yeah. Listen to uh, music and, and other sort of learning materials. Some apps are useful. Some suck. Some things better than nothing, obviously. Like there's some stuff I've, I've learned from Duolingo that's stuck. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I think you're right that it's a, uh, you get suckered into thinking you're, you're learning more than you really are. And that time, I think be if you use it as a, sup as a supplement, I mean, there's a problem right. with that. Maybe I should start doing that, but I just, I don't like to be on my phone. Like just. Right. Anyway, yeah. And yeah, going back to that from, I, I agree. Spending more time on your phone is, is not, is, is not what I'm looking to do anyways at this point. And your, your last episode uh, had a lot of awesome stuff on, getting off your phone and kind of into your life. So if mm -hmm. you guys haven't listened to that, make sure you listen to Steve's other interview and uh, awesome. Thanks so much for coming back on. Thank you for having me. It was, it was great talking to you. Cool, buddy. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.